And this morning our message is going to be brought to us by Brother Pat Dew. He's coming from Ephesians 4.24 and his title is Put On the New Man. At this time I call him up. Good morning, everyone. Turn to Ephesians 4, please. This is taken from the Diaglot. And be ye clothed with the new man, who according to God has been formed in righteousness and holiness of the truth. When we are clothed, or that is, when we put on this new man, it changes our mind. And it loosens our attachment to earthly things. And by doing this, this causes us to place our affections on the things that are above, on God, and doing His commandments. It creates in us a new and a right spirit. We're then separated from sinners. Thus, we are led by this Spirit to a life in the service of God and of Christ. In Colossians 9 and 10, we are told, Now that we have put on this new man, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, we are renewed in knowledge after the image of Him that created Him. This happens when we have turned from our natural state of mind, which is fleshly thinking. And that consists of three things that's spoken of in John. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We have then been turned unto righteousness and holiness of the truth. If we are ignorant of this renewing element and neither know or understand them, then there is no light in us. And we are thus alienated from the life of God because of the blindness that we have, the no understanding. So let us not be blind. Let us understand. What did Jesus teach to Nicodemus in John 3, 3? He said, Indeed, I assure thee, if anyone be not born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Also, Paul said, Be not deceived, the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. The saints will not inherit the kingdom either until they have ceased to be flesh and blood. And that's when we are changed in the moment of a twinkling of an eye. Sinners can only inherit one thing, and that is the death that Adam has gave 
to all of mankind. We must be born from above. James in 1, 17 and 18 says this, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of His own will He begat us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of His creatures. Here James teaches that God is the begetter. The word of the truth is how He begets us. When good seed is sown into a good and honest heart. Peter says, Begotten again of incorruptible seed, through the word of the living God, abiding even unto the age, and preached as gospel unto you. Now, everyone that believes this gospel with the full assurance of faith is begotten of the Father of lights, or of the Father above. Now, back in John 3, 5, from the Diaglot, Jesus Speaking again to Nicodemus says, Truly indeed, I say to thee, If anyone be not born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which has been born of the flesh is flesh. And that which has been born of the spirit is spirit. Now do not wonder or be amazed about this. Because I said to thee, you must be born from above. And let us here not marvel or misunderstand this. It's simple. It's easy to understand. The truth is very easy. If you are not begotten from above, that is, born again, that is, baptized into the death of Christ, then you are thus alienated from the life God offers you through ignorance. If not in Christ, then you are dead in trespasses and sins. And you have no hope. None whatsoever. No hope if you're not in Christ. You have no inheritance, and you are not qualified to be born of the Spirit to receive eternal life. That's our hope when we are baptized that we will receive eternal life. So we must continue. In Second Peter, let's turn there. Second Peter 1. Start at verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge 
of him that had called us to the glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great, exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might, might hear that, might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Those three things that bring man down, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Uh, When man is renewed by the truth, he's also renewed in his mind by the Spirit. The truth is the purifier of those who understand and obey. When one is baptized into Christ, he is washed, sanctified, and justified by the Spirit. There are two principles here. First, the old man is the law of sin and death. The new man is the law of God, or the law of life in the Spirit of Christ Jesus. Paul describes this in Romans 7. Would you turn to Romans? Twenty-two and twenty-three. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. There's a war going on in each of us, each one of us. We know when we do wrong. We know what is right. Sometimes our minds will find a way to justify something that is wrong. So we must be careful and not justify wrong things. People do, uh, they ultimately do what they want to do. You know, we're here because we want to be here. You know, think about that. A person will justify what he wants to do and do it. So this war is a hard war for each one of us to fight. As brothers and sisters, as young people. This war is going on in you now. Those of you that are contemplating being baptized. There's a war going on. Do what is right. Do you want... This is a question put to you. Do you want to serve God or do you want to serve yourself? In Romans, in the next page over, the 8th chapter, start at verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the spirit but after, not after the flesh but after the spirit for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit for to be carnally minded or fleshly minded is death but to be spiritually minded 
is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. That's that carnal mind of ours. That's that war going on. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. That's those that are not baptized. You cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit of life is Spirit of life is because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by His Spirit that dwell in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if through the Spirit do mortify, do mortify. Sacrifice is what that means. Sacrifice your wants and desires. The deeds of the body, ye shall live. If you sacrifice and mortify these deeds, then you shall live. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So, we're not debtors to the flesh. We are indebted. We are indebted to Yahweh if we call ourselves the sons of God. So you see, the Spirit has to dwell within us. We must continue to walk in the Spirit so as not to do as we please. Galatians 5. Turn there. If I can find it. 16 and 17. Galatians 5, 16 and 17. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that you want to do. You know, you got to do the things you're supposed to do. Last year at the Bible school, Brother Joe Garvey said something. That was uh, in, a, in his exhortation that, that stuck in my mind, and it should stick in yours. He said that Christ had a brain of the flesh, but a mind of the Spirit. This is what we must develop. We must develop a Christ-like attitude, a Christ-like mind, and we must live a Christ-like life to the best of our ability. I know that we fail, but He is an advocate. He is the go-between. He is our mediator. 
we must develop a mind of the Spirit as Christ had. This putting on the new man is not a one-time event. Just because you get baptized don't mean that's it, that you're through. It's a continuing process. Just putting on the new man is a continuing process. Each new day brings on new trials and new afflictions. Sin is always there. It's always just around the corner. It's waiting on you. It's even at the door. We sometimes stumble. We make mistakes. In uh, 2 Corinthians 4, let's look at that. Well, where is it? Here it is. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are only temporal. Are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And uh, in verse 17 of the next chapter, chapter 5, it states, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You are what a blessing. What a blessing. All things are become new. And uh, to close, Christ, the covenant sacrifice, has been slain. As in ancient covenants, they passed between the parts into the death of of the victim. So in baptism, we're baptized into or pass into death of the slain victim, which was Christ, the covenant sacrifice. And are therefore new creatures in Christ, in the bond of the covenant, and now the children of the covenant, and heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. So brothers and sisters and young people, let us not deceive ourselves. We cannot have a good conscience without complying with all the conditions that Yahweh has set forth, which is to put on the new man and walk faithfully to the end of our probationary life, which is created by Yahweh unto righteousness and true holiness. Thank you.